Welcome to Talking Travel on 2NURFM. I'm joined by Sally Lucas. Sally just stepped into the studio. Sally, what have you got quickly just lined up for us today? Uh, the Maldives. Yep. A bit of Canada. Uh, a little bit about premium economy air travel. And maybe a bit of lovely sailing up the Kimberley Coast. Right, a lovely. A nice little mix back then for yeah, today. Yeah, Absolutely. We're off to the Maldives. <laughs> we are, and I think uh, it conjures up lots of images for people when you talk about the Maldives being such a, an incredible archipelago of, of wonderful islands. It's it's an island country, of course, and um, it, it survived that tsunami some years ago because of the fact that they were islands and they were surrounded by coral reefs, which stopped the yep. tsunami from affecting them. Having said that, though, it's the world's uh, flattest country. As, right, yeah, it's only altitude 1.8 metres and uh, the highest point in one of the islands is 2.3 above sea level. The next flattest country after them, by the way, is Qatar. And it's only got an average elevation of 28 metres above sea level. So great walking countries. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but the Maldives is slowly sinking as well. Oh, it's okay. happening with a lot of islands now. Yep. And it's, t- it's 1,200 islands. And, you know, they're only one nearly two metres above sea level on average. So they are prone, of course, to rising sea levels and erosion, but they are just quite beautiful. Um, They lie just across the equator, to give you an idea of where they are. To get there, you would fly from Sydney to Singapore and across to a port or an airport called Male. Mm -hmm. And from Male, then you take a boat to whichever island you choose to stay on. And there's some absolutely beautiful islands there. Um, The diving, the pristineness of the water is just unbelievable to the eyes. It has extremely white beaches, not yellow, you know, that that white sand. Uh, Less than a fifth of the island population is inhabited. So of the 1,200 islands as clusters and atolls, only about 200 are inhabited and 110 are reserved for tourism. The other islands are there used for agriculture. It's where people live. Their main religion is Islam. And they don't want tourists on their islands. You you could get a a boat and go and visit, but there's no facilities for tourists as in to stay. Like you could go over for a day trip and see how the locals live and what they do, their culture, what they grow. But they're not encouraged for people there's, to there's actually no hotels or anything. No, no, yeah. no, not on the living islands for the community. So it's really interesting. So the, this, the other islands specifically developed for, for tourism. Yeah. Um, and once you're there, of course, there's nowhere else for you to eat or drink. So the rates when you pay for them, you might look at it and think, oh, that's a little bit expensive. But they're always at least what they call half board. So you either can have breakfast, dinner or breakfast, lunch as part of your package. Okay. And then you're only paying for one other meal a day. Yeah. Um, the, it's home to the majority of the Earth's marine turtle species. It's also got the biggest whale shark population in the world. Yeah. So, yes, you just don't go there and think it's going to be just, you know, boring, even yeah. though it's an island population. Yeah. Uh, so long as you love water, of course, of course, and doing things in the water, it's really, really fabulous. And also the in the traditional um, the boats that you go there, which are called donies, um, they don't use GPS or compasses. They just know where the reefs are, the local drivers okay, of these yeah. boats just know how to navigate themselves around the islands, yeah. etc. The coconut tree is, is the national tree for yeah. it. Um, and they have different weekends. Like most of the Middle East, because it's Islam, they, Friday, Saturday is their weekend. So uh-huh. keep that yeah. in mind because often things are, don't happen on a Friday oh, yeah. in, okay. in any of these countries. It's always yeah. wise to keep that in mind. Um, so, the, yeah, so you've got all these really interesting places. They have historic coral houses as well there. And once upon a time, a president of the Maldives held a cabinet meeting underwater. 
back in, I think it was about 2009, and he had a cabinet meeting with 13 other government officials, and the agenda was to address the looming threat of global warming. Okay, fair enough. Right, I'm just imagining them all sitting at a desk with with giant (laughs) snorkels going to the top. (laughs) I know. And uh, they've got an instrument over there. They're big drums made of coconut wood in the Maldives. And I'm probably not pronouncing this correctly, but they're called Bodoburu. And they're the heart and soul of the traditional um, Maldivian music. And it's the drums. They use manta ray skin for the head. The oh, skin right. of, okay. of, of the drum as well. So it's really interesting and they do lots of um, really, the music starts with a slow beat and then it builds up and builds up and yep. gets this really great tempo and loudness and it in, uh, usually involves 15 people, a lead singer, three drummers and everyone else just dances and has fun. Sounds like a time. So the Maldives, if you've never thought of going there, there's a few reasons why you might yeah, like to go. There's a, several reasons I think why you'd want to go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So beautiful. As I said, you go via Singapore is the easiest way of getting there. Um, yep. And definitely it's, it, 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 well, have a stopover in Singapore anyway. I mean, there's so much to do in Singapore. Yep. You could easily incorporate that into your holiday. If you feel, oh, I don't just want an island holiday, no. you want a bit of a buzz as well. Well, then you could also okay. you know, have a few days in Singapore on your way home or on your way over, whichever you, you feel. So, yeah, it's a Excellent. good, a nice holiday right. actually to piece together. Yeah. <laughs> and we're moving across now to British Columbia. Absolutely. And Canada is a delightful place. And the Canadians are very similar to Australians in their outlook on life. They love the outdoors, you know, like we do. They love all the things we do. And we're, we're very similar. Yep. Um, so, it, and, but it's a beautiful part of the world. The whole of Canada is, or most of it is, of course, anyway, but we're just specifically talking about British Columbia today. Of course, you do fly into Vancouver. Everyone thinks that's the capital, but it's actually Victoria, which is the island, is is the capital. And that's a stunningly beautiful island to visit. And if you are going to Canada or into Vancouver, please make sure you go. And it really needs more than just a day trip to go across to Victoria. You need to have a couple of days there. And they've got the most beautiful gardens in the world and these beautiful old, very English looking buildings and yep. cobblestone streets and it, it's it's stunning you know so but they've got wonderful national parks of course as we all know like it's it's just renowned of course not just for the Rockies but for other national parks also but the other things you can do too like there's lots of wilderness stays you can go where you can go and stay in these lodges amidst a really lush rainforest and and get to see the grizzlies and the big brown oh, bears right. and they have special specific as, you know holidays as, as long as there's that that bit of plastic's quite <laughs> thick, I think. <laughs> yeah, no, they have these lovely refuges that you can go to where you can, uh, well, not just, of course, bears, but they're famous for a lot of the orcas that cruise up and down the coastline there. Yep. You get wonderful whales, uh, sea otters, of course, moose, elk, you know, all those sort of creatures as well. So there's a lodge there called Night Inlet Lodge, and it's in the last in- intact temperate rainforest in the world. Okay, right. So that's really very special and it operates under an agreement with the five First Nations whose traditional territories surround the lodge. So it's actually a wilderness sanctuary and it actually sustains a dense grizzly bear population. So that's why you go to Night Inlet. It's, it's sort of specifically more to get that opportunity. To see them, yeah. Yeah, which is just be amazing, I'm yep. sure. And it's only about a 45-minute boat ride from a coastal town that will take you there. So you've got these lovely lodges that you can go and stay at as well. And you can, you can do some day trips, but again, you really 
want to immerse yourself, you need to, at least a couple of days yeah. in these places to, to really, you know, take Looking it all in. and At least three days or something. Yeah, or... yeah two, or two night, three days or something yeah. like that. So, and as I said, you will see not just orcas, but you will see humpback whales, you'll see porpoises. Um, there's also the, the Campbell River is a beautiful river that runs through British Columbia, which is fantastic. I mean, you can obviously, if you're at the right time of the year, see the, um, the bears catching the salmon in the streams yeah. as they, the salmon are jumping and the bears are there... Psh- Whipping out their paws, get, and, yeah. getting themselves all filled up before they hibernate for winter. Yeah, so I mean, I saw it, a thing on the news about the other day. There's a big stream of bears, and they're all just there, just to just eat standing. fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. What doing. I know it's amazing, isn't it? But look, even within um, Vancouver itself, there's a lot you can do there, um, and you, you can sort of go and listen to um, the indigenous leaders discuss their traditional methods for harvesting flora and fauna. Uh, pointing out ancient village sites if you go on one of their tours. Um, and on Grouse Mountain, which is a mountain that overlooks Vancouver, they have two resident grizzly bears there called Grinder and Cooler. Okay. <laughs> the mountain does sound like it's named after an Australian named it. Grouse, yeah, grouse, grouse, grouse I know, mountain. isn't that funny? And, and you can take a, a gondola ride up there. It goes up 2,800 feet or 850 metres, and, which is great as well. And you've also you've got up there the famous Colombian black-tailed deer. They have coyotes and hares. So, look, it's a really interesting uh, part of Canada to visit. If you can't go any further across, there's a lot to do just in British Columbia itself. Of course, you've got Whistler, famous for skiing. You've got Sun Peaks, which is another famous ski resort as well. So there's a lot to see and do within that one area of British Columbia. So just, you know, consider it. But obviously, if you've got time to go further afield, please do. I mean, go yep. through the Rockies and end up in Calgary for the Stampede or go go to Banff and Lake Louise and Jasper. You know, they're all such beautiful parts of Canada. Uh, really, really delightful. There's a lot of nice places to go in Canada. So it's, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, it really is. It's a traveller's paradise as well. And of course, from there, you can also do your cruises that start from either Seattle or Vancouver to go up the Inside Passage and do that wonderful cruising all through the, that, those inlets up towards Alaska which is just delightful as well. So there's lots of options. Sally, you've got mentioned about premium economy airfares that have sort of they've come back. Well, yeah, we've always had them, Greg, but they were very limited. And um, a lot of the airlines have realised now that customers do want to have a little bit more comfort, particularly on long-haul services. Yep. So we were very restricted before as to how many airlines had premium economy, and they still all don't. Don't get me wrong, they don't all have it. But it is nice for the person that does want that extra comfort, on it, particularly on a long-haul flight. And it's a, it's a big jump still from cattle cars, and, but it's also a, a bigger stretch to business, which they might not be able to afford. So if you anyone who's flown in the past can remember what if you walk through the La Plaine, you think, oh, these lucky people in business class. Yeah. They, they were just a bigger seat that reclined, a bit like a Jason recliner rocker. So that's what your premium economy is like. But your seats are further apart. They're wider. You've got more leg room around you. You have only three or four rows and you have your dedicated toilet. So you're not sharing your toilet with hundreds of people and you've got dedicated crew to yeah. your section. Of, of oh, that's, that, okay, that that's nice. So that's all good. So Emirates has introduced it now. They never used to have it. Uh, they've only got 56 seats in a 242 configuration. Qantas has had it for a long time. Um, Air New Zealand has it. Um, Swiss Air, Singapore Airlines and Japan Airlines, just to name a few that have now got premium economy. Yeah. So just keep that in mind when you're travelling, if you think, oh, I can't afford business, I don't want to go, you know, into cattle, yeah, into cattle, just, just cattle consider this. It's it's still a, an option for you to consider that's not as expensive and yeah. it might just suit what well, you Well, it's nice to have need. that in-between option. It is, very yeah. much so. So we were talking the Maldives today too, weren't we? So yeah. 
We've got a sale at the moment, a saving of $1,200 per couple if you book by 11 November at the Lux South Arry Atoll Resort and Villas. Now, this is a five-star resort. You get all your meals on this one, yep. all meals for your whole entire stay. It's one of the biggest resorts in the Maldives as well, and it's actually the perfect spot for whale shark watching all year round. Right. So, it's, so you're sorted whenever you want to go. Yeah, absolutely. So wonderful lagoon, and um, you're also getting a complimentary spa treatment and a meal upgrade plan from full board to all inclusive. You get one complimentary whale shark discovery uh, tour as well, etc., and also complimentary snorkeling trips to various areas as well. Uses of uh, you know snorkeling equipment, canoe, pedal boats, and kayaks. So yes, so that's on sale if you're wanting for a honeymoon or for a couple. It's 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 not a children's destination. It yep. is an adults destination Destination. yeah it's not enough there for for the young children anyway no they're not catering to them um but that's good we'd like to be catered to as adults don't we yeah exactly yeah we like to be spoiled so-called mature people (laughs) (laughs) yeah well i like the way you say that great um (laughs) now samoa's back as well it's open again now you know a lot of these islands have been shut for so long with covid um and there's some wonderful deals there at the moment as well there's all sorts of packages starting from under uh $1,600 sale ends with some of them in December, some of them go through or even through till March next year. So that's good to know you've got a bit of a good lead-in time to book any of those specials to the Maldives. Um, Colette Tours, they have tours worldwide uh, throughout Europe, even into Canada. We were talking about Canada Day, Rockies by Train, National Parts of America, just about everywhere, and you can get up to 15% all their tours worldwide. So keep that in mind if you're looking to still thinking of travelling next year, but you've got a book by 21 October this year. Right, so time's running out for that as well. It is, that's not that far away. Um, Also, there's another company called On The Go Tours. They're offering their two-for-one South Africa sale. Now, that's pretty good value for money. So that ends 31 October. So that's really good value for money, two-for-one. That's fantastic. And back closer to home, we've got Norfolk Island and Lord Howe Island have both got some lovely packages available at the moment for new bookings. Um, If you book again by 31 October, there's some wonderful seven-night packages, including five nights accommodation, air fares, car hire, you know, history tours, all sorts of inclusions, uh, some wines included and some. The inclusions vary, you know, depending on where you stay. But some great packages there as well. And Lord Howe, one of my most favourite destinations in the world. I mean, if you haven't got there yet and you're wanting to do it, please put it on your bucket list. It's, It's just the most gorgeous destination in Australia. So beautiful, so unspoiled. There is a sale there at the moment, but it's finishing 20 October, so there's not much time to book on that one. Less than a week. Yes, in a week. But there's always going to be other sales will come up as from time to time, of course. So, you know, it's just one of those lovely destinations that I just think everyone should try and get to if they can. Okay. Lord Howe Island, the place to go. Absolutely. Sally Lucas, thank you very much for talking travel. We'll catch you again next Tuesday. Thank you, Greg. No, Friday, sorry. Yeah, Friday, definitely. I won't be here Tuesday. No, not coming in Tuesday? No, no, no. no, Not this week.